Welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller here. I just wanted to pop in and tell you a really cool story. This is for those of you, and I I see when you guys join our Facebook group, the Subconscious Mind Mastery and Fun Astrology Podcast listeners group on Facebook, we have four questions. And the first one is always, what are... What would you like to get out of this experience of being in this group and in this conversation? And I read those. I actually clip them and I save them in a notes program. And by far, the number one thing, I think, even above manifesting and law of attraction and bringing things into my life is intuition, following intuition. And then the subsect of that is trusting that it's it, not me. So for all of you challenged with that, struggling with that, wanting to develop that, we've been talking about it a lot here, and I thought we were through, but this just came up. So I thought, wow, got to share this out. So you know I move a lot. (laughs) And the last time was back in April, and that was an interesting move because I went from the house in Morganton, North Carolina, to a storage unit in Hickory, North Carolina, to a van across the southern, southeastern United States, back to Hickory to repack the storage unit. And then my little salvation angel, Gene, asked if I would house sit in Asheville. And that was the domino trip that got me where I am. And I realized on that that I needed a break. I needed, it was not, the van life was not doing well for me physically. So this was the timeline. I went from van parking the van, got the Jeep, drove to Asheville, slept for basically a solid four days of the seven or eight that they were gone, and then did a few errands. And then the other thing I started doing was looking for a place to live in Asheville. Once Rip Van Winkle woke up, (laughs) I I got moving. And actually, I didn't even go back to the van. I went to a hotel because I wanted to be in the area to search. And this one place in the mountains came up, and that's where I ended up where I am now. And I still didn't go back to the van, uh, back to Hickory. I made all the moving arrangements, and then I started moving in because it was semi-furnished. I had enough to work with, and boom, there you go. So me and my little crazy lifestyle. Well, then I started to move. Well, I just wasn't physically there, so the move was a bit challenging, And you get to that point where you're conscious, you're conscious, you're conscious, and then somewhere in the process, moves always get you, and then you're just throwing mud to the wall, you're just trying to get it done, you're physically exhausted, and you're making decisions and putting things in places that just maybe don't make sense, and you think, well, I'll find it, and then you don't, and then stuff gets lost, and if you've ever moved, you know that's that's long saga. Well, I did pretty good. I found most of the things, but there was one particular item, and I'm not going to mention what it was, that I couldn't find. And the implications of not finding it were big. And I've moved enough that I learned a long time ago that you keep a box with all of your personal effects. These are the things that you need with you. And they're your personal information and things that you want close by and you don't want lost in the pile. And I always have separated a box out and I say, that box goes with me in the car. It's by my side. It's almost like the president would carry, you know, somebody carries around the the suitcase. Well, to me, that's my personal suitcase. And this item should have been in that box, but it wasn't. 
I had a vision in my mind of the last time I saw it during the move. I thought I had secured it in a good place, but obviously I hit it a little extra hard or something, tucked it away where it wasn't in the spot that it should be in. So you can imagine every box, every drawer, every everything that I have in this place, I was always on the alert for it. Now here's where intuition comes in, because I did my little intuitive process. Mine is a combination of the intuitive awareness method and muscle testing. I often do them together. Sometimes I don't need to, but I I just like the double confirmation because it does. The answer shows up in your body. And oh, by the way, I discovered a new muscle testing technique for those of you that are struggling with muscle testing. Here's what you can try. And the reason this was explained this way is that if you take your palm and just put your palm in front of you, The first, your thumb and the first three fingers are on one electrical circuit. And then your little finger is on a different electrical circuit. So often people will put their thumb and first finger together, which is the technique I do. And this does work, but maybe there's a better way. So if you're not getting any pulses from that, try putting your thumb and your little finger together And the explanation was that that puts them on two different circuits. So you want to use your non-dominant hand to be the one that you put your thumb and little finger together. Touch the pads. You'll kind of have to bend your fingers down. That's okay. You just want to get them as firmly pressed together as you can. And then with your dominant hand, pinch your thumb and forefinger together because you're going to use that as the pry tool and you put your thumb and forefinger from your dominant hand up inside that loop created with your thumb and pinky pushed together, and you try to push them apart. Don't try to break through the top. You want to try to pry them apart like your your little, like your thumb and your index finger are uh, a vice grip type of thing or, you know, a vice that's expanding out. Don't try to just push up through it, all right? And so I always start with a may I ask question, and you can begin right there. But I told this to somebody last week who had been struggling with getting connections the other way, and I got a message back that said success. So I was like, yes, hopefully that will be a new tool in your toolbox. And I think once you get a connection established, you can experiment with other methodologies of connecting with it. But if this works for you, then just use it for, I would say, a year. I would use it for a year before I would try anything else and just really get your whole body and psyche in track with one method, and then you can start to explore others. So back to my little story, what I would do is ask, may I ask about the missing item? Yes. And I would say, is the missing item within my possession? And I would always get a yes. I mean, definitively, right off the bat, no question, no stuttering, no stammering, no. I use a different technique, but I mean, it was clear. It was clear intuitively as I feel it, according to the intuitive awareness method. That's a book, an audio book that Fred wrote that is a wonderful little process. And then it would also show up in the muscle testing. Well, I said, will I eventually find it? Yes. All right. All right. I know. You know where this story is going. I wouldn't be here. (laughs) But 
I kept not finding it, and I kept going through boxes and was really whittled down to there wasn't much left to go through. I mean, I was checking coat pockets. I was, I just was like digging up everything. And what I want you to really get is that I would frequently ask. It's almost like, are you sure? Should I not move forward with what all the things I need to do because of this thing being lost? And it, every single time, and I mean, I did this a lot. I did it when I went back to the storage unit. I did it when we went to get the van and cleaned out the storage unit. I did it when I got back and I saw that it wasn't in the initial box. I mean, I was asking this a lot. Are you sh- And see, that's where I don't think the universe minds us being human. We need that reassurance. And I just kept asking. I said, I'm sorry, I don't want to just keep hounding here and I don't want to not have faith. But are you sure? Every time it came back it, that it was within my possession, it had not been lost, and I would eventually find it. Well, you know, I've been having these little issues with my heart here, and I had another little episode. And one of the things that came up, so this was intuitive as well. This is what I do. I just respond to things as they come up. I feel that they came back into my consciousness for a reason. People with AFib do well to sleep with their backs elevated, head higher than the heart. Well, I'd had it in my mind for over a year to get a bed frame that elevated. Well, now the opportunity came up because this place would accommodate that where before in the van certainly did not. So I'd been sleeping on a wedge and then always would find my way off of the wedge before morning. And then I was getting these little episodes triggering. So the Pulse came to go check out a bed frame that is a zero-gravity bed frame. I like to support local as often as I can. So there was a local non-chain mattress store nearby, and I went to it. And the guy had one right there that he could actually deliver within two hours. You gotta love Western North Carolina. So I bought it. So I've got a place here that has two bedrooms, And the booth is in the smaller of the two bedrooms, and it also accommodates a queen-sized bed. And that's where I had been sleeping. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to stay with this. I like the way it's set up. Queen is fine, and it's a decent mattress, so I only needed the frame. So I got the frame and just came back and started disassembling the bed and getting the space cleared and ready for the new frame to come in very soon. Well, I have a unusual piece of furniture in the bedroom. It's called my audio booth. (laughs) So it's the booth and the bed. That's it. That takes up the whole room. Booth and the bed. Well, behind the booth, I always leave some extra space and I store the things related to the booth that are not being used. So there were a couple of boxes back there. There were some fishing poles, my skis, which I brought out. So the ski season coming up here that I'm excited about. There's a ski, little ski run here in this town. So I was just moving things out from behind there, and there were two boxes. And I thought, you know, I should check those boxes. And I opened one of them, and it was nothing but the foam, extra foam that I had not put in the booth that I really don't need. I had put it in a box. And so here's all this gray foam filling up this moving box. Well, I had the wherewithal and probably a little bit of a prompt that I was listening to, even subconsciously. I stuck my hands down in that box and I started peeling the foam away to see what else might be down there. And there was another little storage box down at the bottom of this bigger box. 
covered up with foam. Oh, what is this? I opened it up, and there was the item. And I'll tell you, in that silent moment, as I was holding the box, I am very glad that the first pulse that I felt was thank you. Then I picked the item up, and I held it. And I even held it to my chest, to my heart. And I said thank you again. And I looked at it, and I thought, that right there and that story is all the proof I'll ever need that I never have to not trust the voice ever again. Oh, now, I might not ask the voice when I should have or needed to. There always is room for ego to get in the way. That's part of the process. But figuring that I know what the voice is now. In this case, I had confirmed it multiple times. You'll find it. It's there. Don't worry. Don't do the stuff you need to do as though it's missing. It's just hidden from you at the moment. Well, the more you learn this and the more you exercise it, the more comfortable you get with it, the more you realize you are at a 90-something percent threshold of success. And I mean in anything in human life, if you only miss 1 out of 10, you are doing great. So, you know, I've always said that when we connect to this higher element of ourselves, it can see around the corner. And I use the little example of, well, Fred, email Fred Dodson about doing his audiobooks. That was perfect. The TWA Flight 800 story with the two couples and the lady said, I'm not getting on that airplane. There are so many like this that now here is something that transpired over four months, I guess, May, June, July, August. Yeah, four months that this thing kept telling me, no, it's there. Don't worry about it. And it knew. Well, in those critical areas of our life, key decision points, should I proceed in this relationship? Should I allow this relationship to end gracefully and namaste? Should I change houses? Should I change locations? Should I change jobs? What about this health issue? Should I enter into this business partnership, this venture with somebody else? And you can bring it down as granular and small as being at the grocery store and looking over there at some food item that you go, oh, that would be great. And you put your hand on it and then you do your little test or you do your test if you're doing both hands and you feel inside that's not the most healthy thing for me, or you say, is this the highest and best nourishment for me now? Yes or no? And you get a no. You pass it by. I did that in the store the other day. And it was with a relatively healthy item. It was with some guacamole. But I just imagined that there was stuff that had been put in there that probably was some kind of chemical. So I can go home and slice some onions and some, uh, you know, scoop out some avocados and some tomatoes and stir it up and mash it up, and there you go. Then I know what's in it. Now, here's an overlay of this process because I know I've been there. I've done this. This was part of my growth, is that often we feel so uncertain of ourselves that we want to ask about everything. Should I wear a dress or pantsuit better? Should I drive down this road or that road? I mean, we can granularize this down to, like, such detail that we would drive our higher self crazy. 
But I will tell you that on the other end of this process is that those little minute details become automatically connected and you just feel into them as you are staying present with your life, present with your environment. This is all the stuff Fred teaches. This is Fred Dodson's books 101. When you get to that message, what he's trying to do is tone down the noise and turn up the internal volume. When you operate from that perspective, then you'll feel into most of those smaller decisions, quote-unquote, that you don't have to ask. And then when you get to a bigger one where you need to see around the corner, what is the outcome of this? Then you can exercise the process, you get the answer, and then you go with it. So I hope that helps encourage you to stay true to the process and give you another technique if you need it for doing the muscle testing. Put all of that together, trust the process, and always enjoy the journey because you're going to like the outcome. I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.